It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and... El Bandito. Hey El Bandito, how are you doing tonight? Oh boy, I'm doing good tonight, senor. You know, a lot of people like to make fun of the uh, the great state of Florida that uh-huh. we consider our backyard, you know, our most popular things about us are how stupid the state can be sometimes, <laughs> and, you know, voting shit and, you know, all sorts of different weird things, but damn... I had a great week here with no violent white supremacists trying to kill me, so... (laughs) Now, this is true, El Bandito. I mean, we definitely, you know, like you said, we we do get a lot of, you know put into these these crazy crazy categories where mm-hmm. you know one time i even visited las vegas and somebody was like hey you don't know how to vote right and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> so yeah absolutely man yeah, yeah i mean we may have people who you know cut off their ex-wife's head and attach it to the hood ornament of their car and drive around tampa <laughs> but i mean come on we're not animals absolutely man and yeah what, what, <laughs> what a crazy situation that's going on right now i mean you know just hearing the word nazi like yeah. you know you, of course you hear it in history books and on tv wolfenstein, and so, wolfenstein. <laughs> yes yes yeah i was gonna say if, if anybody after you know being so angered with what what went down man they should play some wolfenstein man blasters <laughs> <Absolutely, laughs> take man. your take your aggression out on the uh, on, on the computer, not on, on other individuals. You no, know? definitely. But, you know, we, we try not to be a political show here. We don't want to get all wrapped up into it. We want to give you guys a fun and exciting escape, a place to talk about the nerdy, fun shit in the world out there. So we won't get hung up too much on any of the bad news. But, uh, you know, our hearts and stuff do go oh, out to absolutely. the people out there who are suffering you know, those who have lost people and all, and we just hope there's a quick resolution and maybe some enlightenment for anyone who's who's struggling with kind of what's going on up there. Oh, man, and like you said, man, we're all about the love. You Absolutely. know, like we, that's what everyone needs a little more. They need a little more yeah. love, man. It's just, you know. Yeah, people, I, they just, like to think that, you know, you can beat up your enemies, that you can smash them, that you can kill them, that you can burn them. But you know what? Hate only builds more hate. Exactly. You know, and it, it may be the hippiest thing I've ever had to say, but, you know, I heard, it, I heard um, Jim Jeffries say it. Sometimes, man, only love beats love. You got it, man. Well, definitely. Like we said, we're going to freaking have a rocking uh, episode tonight, a power hour. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. But, man, you know, like you said, I was definitely doing some beating down on my PlayStation 2 over the weekend. Oh, man. absolutely. Yeah, you were telling me all about the Manhunt game, which I remember <sighs> came out shortly after the last of the... Um, Grand Theft Auto games did. Yeah. And, and it was a Rockstar game, but I never played it, but you were telling me it's like insane off the chain with like it's murder and mayhem. Oh man, I'm telling you, like, you know, we I know we kind of we always toss around that word ultra violence, you know? Yeah. And I know me and you have kind of like conflicting views on certain movies on what we consider mm-hmm. ultra violence. I gotta tell you, Al Bandito, if you played this video game, I'm pretty sure you'd qualify it as ultra violence. In the <laughs> game itself, you're playing an ex-con. Well, I mean, he's only an ex-con in the sense that, like, 
he was put to death in like a gas chamber. Nice. But then he wakes up and he wasn't actually gassed. Like, you gotcha. know, this director guy is like filming him as he goes like running amok on the streets. But there it's obviously like a controlled street or like a bad neighborhood. But he's going around and he's killing like these gang members. Mm. But it's not just like, okay, well, here you go. Here's a knife. Here's a gun. Go get them. Like, no, you get items like shards of glass. And plastic bags, you know, <laughs> you suffocate people with. All right. Now that's one thing of like, oh man, this sounds pretty dark and deep, but man, like it goes even deeper than that, that like, you know, when you sneak up behind somebody, if you hold the button down, depending on how long you hold the button down, the more violent the actual like act like goes into. So, I mean, it, it was like replaying it, you know, I was kind of like, wow, like I, I'm, I'm, I've played this before, but I've kind of blocked it out of my memory, but I was just kind of <laughs> like, geez, this is like pr- pr- pretty rough stuff. Like I'm surprised this made it through the, the sensors, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. It sounds like a game that's not making the bar down there in Australia, but <laughs> oh, no. I, I can see it making like a movie nowadays. Like, you know, I can see them basically like a horror movie about this. Cause you know, even though he's a protagonist, he's kind of a, bad guy too like sure. I, I can't remember if later in the story you find out he was wrongfully accused or something you know i'm sure there was probably something where they try yeah, either to... way you killed a bunch of people now exactly <laughs> <laughs> killer be killed now nah, but you know aside from that you know aside from manhunt i also did uh plug in those old playstation and playstation 2 spider-man games man nice. it was really nice to like revisit those especially after watching Spider-Man Homecoming this past summer. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, those, those were a lot of fun. You know, they, just, they were great. You know, they weren't, like, mm-hmm. ever, like, really, like, oh, here's, like, an origin story. It was like, no, boom, here you are. You're Spider-Man. <laughs> Go. You know? No so doubt, man. That was, that was great. Yeah, good stuff. I, I know that you said you had the Ultimate Spider-Man game, which is oh, one of the yeah, last Spider-Man yeah. games that came out on PlayStation 2, when um, I thought that one was fantastic, man. man Such seamless yeah. web slinging. I mean, just everything about that one was so good. It looked good, too. I mean, I mean, I know that's two generations behind as far as the yeah, video games yeah. go now. But, I mean, like, I was like, wow, you know, it looked, cart- you know, like cell-shaded, kind of cartoony Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, it's not made to be photorealistic, so yeah. it, it kind of is more forgiving in the sense that it, it is more like kind of Saints Row looking. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely, man. That was fun, you know, and that yeah. one has... Venom in it. Yeah, the different... Human Torch is in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I know it is the ultimate version, so they, you know, some folks yeah, look different. a little different, but it's still, it's a lot of fun. It's got, it's got that Spider-Man heart to it. You know, like, like we said, we know Homecoming is almost more like that ultimate Spider-Man yeah. version. So, if you guys like that movie, maybe try to dig up an old copy of that ultimate Spider-Man game. You'd probably dig it. Absolutely, but you know, one game that I know you let me try out this weekend that had a, its own little bit of a violent edge, man, <laughs> was that Friday the Thirteenth game. Oh yeah, that's a that's the new like indie game that's out that they put out, and uh, you know it's fully three D. You get to go around different cabins, you know, you get to be pick whether or not you're like the cheerleader girl or you want to be some <laughs> jock guy or whatever, and then just try to survive as Jason runs around killing everybody. Oh, and man, yeah. I was blown away by how in depth that game was. Like, there's a lot going on. Like, you got to find parts to like get gas and a battery and the keys to like get in the car and drive away and you know all the animation is so nice like it's a really great look i mean when you say indie game like i hate to say i still think that they're not going to look very great but sure. this game looked fantastic i know man. i was you know just watching you play 
you know, I've put in quite a few hours now myself, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just watching you play as someone who had never played before. I could just see like, kind of like when you found something that you could interact with, you were kind of like, dude, this is like really cool. I can get under the bed. I can go hide in here. You know, so it was kind of neat to see that. Cause of course to me, not that it's become old hat, but it's like, okay, I know that stuff's there. So it's kind of neat to see somebody exploring for the first time. So, so what'd you think El Bandito? Like aside from just the look, like the gameplay and stuff, what would you think it'd be something to pick up? Yeah, it's definitely very fun. Yeah, I cool. mean, considering it's not terribly expensive, you know, it's not sure. 70 bucks or no, anything. No, no, no. So, yeah, like, I would definitely grab that. I would definitely rock it out. I know you were telling me if I grab it on Steam, we can play together. Yeah. So I think I'm, yeah. I'm going to look into doing that. And uh, I know we want to do a little bit more of an in-depth review on it for yes. all of you beautiful people out there. You know, we're, we're going to have to do a playthrough and review with it. Oh, man, so we I can, can't wait. Yeah, we can play through kind of the whole first part of the game there and really, like you know sink our teeth into it let you guys know all the pros and cons of the game and speaking of which you know a special shout out to dc eric for coming by last week in studio that was a lot of fun that was really great but him and party man will joined us in studio to do our latest playthrough and review oh yeah now get this folks we hit up injustice 2 Man, I'm telling you, I got to watch these guys go down and freaking battle it out. You know, two masterminds of DC, you know, meeting in the in the battle arena. And man, it was it was quite a sight to see. <laughs> no doubt, man. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to put that footage together and maybe get it out by the end of the week, maybe next week. I don't sure, know. It's you guys stick around. It'll it'll be it'll be around before you know it. So exactly. You know, while you're waiting, go out there and download a copy of that Friday the 13th and be sure to look us up Charbol and El bandito man we're gonna be freaking rocking it out come come try to kill us as jason Voorhees, or let us kill you it's all part of the game it's fun (laughs) and hey just to throw one more little plug out there for it i know they're about ready to reveal some new dlc that they've said is going to be for free but they're very cryptic about it they've shown like these like little things that say like eight and then they had like a two so i think it's like a release date but i'm sure as soon as we get the news on what that reveal is We'll be sure to let you guys know, but it's a good time to join the game. Absolutely. And you know what? It's always a good time to be part of a much larger game. And you know what? You and me, we're part of a much larger game, aren't we? Oh, yeah, man. We're a part of the epic Draft of Thrones. Death and death and movie. Death and boobies, who will die next, who will die next, who will die next. Horns for nudity, and the violence, and the violence, with his schemes and stab his power. Who will rule the Iron Throne? Find out next week, find out next week, never this week, always next week. Man, I'm telling you, El Bandito, I can't get enough of that uh, theme song there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's it's grown on me quite a bit. I remember when we first put it together, I was like, you know, it's kind of long. You know, yeah. we were like, hey, it's only going to be around for six episodes, no big whoop. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to miss that when it's gone. Oh, man, you know it, man. And it's like that line that you put in there about, you know. No, not this week, always next week. I mean, that is like so proven true. I mean, not that the episodes have been slacking, but man, like, whew. There's still so much more to come. (laughs) And and every every time you get to the end of an episode, you're just anticipating the next week. And it's been really fun getting to kind of watch it current. You know, if anyone's having a hard time keeping up, go grab the HBO Now. 
Oh, you yeah. know, uh, it's av- like once you get HBO now, it's available on your computer, your phone, your you know Xbox, like all sorts of stuff. You get the app for it. It's everywhere. But it gives you a month for free. Very cool. So you've only got what, two episodes left in the season. If you sure. grabbed it right now, you can watch all Binge six, eight up. of them, yep. whatever, and then you're out. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Don't all, have to pay nothing. <laughs> all for F-R-E-E. Absolutely, man. But... Uh, if you're not into spoilers, you know, you may want to tune away for a few minutes or, you know, uh, maybe fi- find it a good time to go uh, check some websites or something. Absolutely. But, uh, we know what kind of websites you guys like if you're checking out <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who are all caught up, we're going to let you know that, boy, we had kind of a, a, a slow points week this week. Like, yeah. not c- compared to the four and five hundred weeks we've been having. I mean, it was uh, still a very good episode, but yeah, yeah, you know, as far as The Verge's. Uh, uh, draft, which is what we use for you yeah, fantasier, yeah, yeah. fantasier. You know, they, they're you know, yeah, divvying out the points this week. They're very sparse. Yeah, it seems to be some confusion we're having as to whether or not Fantasier or The Verge is actually allocating points, but we don't care either way. They <laughs> they do a fun job about it, sure. and they'll tweet one minute that like. You know, Daenerys won't get points for dragon kills, and then the episode will come by and she gets a bunch of points for dragon kills. And then this week, you know, Drogon killed some a couple of people. Oh yeah, and uh, she didn't get any points. So it's like, hey, whatever you guys are doing, that's fine. Sounds just like those Harry Potter movies. Five hundred points to Gryffindor. <laughs> that's, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all for fun. We're yeah. having a good time with it. I'm sure. You know, not with this upcoming week, but the following week, I know we're going to really amp it up because we know that it's drawn to a close and I'm sure some heads are going to roll. Yeah. But why don't you tell them what we're, what we're looking at this week, Al Bandito? Well, Charbel got a three-way tie this week for oh, yeah. because very early on in the show, both of the uh, the Tarly commanders there got wiped out by Drogon. Those were the two people he killed, you know, Randall and his son Dickon. You know? <laughs> Even the dragon laughed at that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, somehow Jamie Lannister did escape. You know, Braun swam him like a half fucking mile to safety. You know, considering they're in armor, I'm pretty impressed. But whatever, I'm just happy they're alive. Not to mention, scene edit, now he's back in King's Landing. He must yeah. have the flash there with him, right? Yeah, seriously. And apparently those 10,000 Dothraki or whatever can't find one fucking yeah. dude. So I, I probably would have been prepared to scour the earth for that motherfucker, but whatever. You know it. Uh, but either way, so you get 50 points each for the memorable death of being torched alive by a dragon. <laughs> Uh, for for yeah, your two uh, Tarly boys there, um, but also you got to char my ass. That's what I call <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> but uh, you also got a quick fifty points for Bran uh, warging into the Ravens as he saw the White Walkers yes. coming coming uh, down yes. to Eastwatch, which uh, made a spectacularly cool appearance in the opening credits with its little like. Oh yes, yes, yeah, Eastwatch popping up on there. We we watch the map very closely. Yeah, we do. It always gives you little hints on what's going on. But either way, uh, I didn't fare too well this week, but that's okay because uh, Charbel had some catching up to do anyways. Mm-hmm. But my top score was, of course, Jorah, who returning to Daenerys' camp kind of after getting cured of the grayscale yes. uh, is reappointed to his former position. So they gave him a generous 25-point bump 
just for getting his old job back. Man, and you know, he was looking really good for a guy that was like all scarred up like a few episodes ago, right? I mean, he was he, like... He did, but but again, it seems like every week for us is like a super fucking long time for them. Yeah, so. there's some yeah weeks and stuff going by. Uh, I know it didn't get much in the point category, but you know, seeing the return of Gendry was pretty cool. Hell yeah, that actually did get a lot of points. Oh, did I mean, it? He, he got 20 points for bashing people's faces in and yes. shit. And... Yeah, that's true. That's true. So he was, he was close behind with the, yeah. but like I said, just because those fifty points that I got early on kind of outweighed the uh, definitely, definitely. Well, because you got fifty points from three different people, yes. so and that yes. puts you up one hundred and fifty real quick. But what's interesting, of course, about Gendry is that he was rescued by the Onion Knight, you know, <laughs> uh, yep. Sir Davos there. And what was really cool about that was, man, he was off the charts getting points for like his spectacular wit oh, last yeah. episode, where he was just making joke after joke after joke. It was really great. Yeah. Davos is pretty cool, man. And, uh, of course, the the episode ends with the Magnificent Seven up at Eastwatch, you know, heading out into the snow. So that's going to be a pretty exciting and fun episode. I think it's really great the way they managed to pull together... Uh, just such an eclectic group of people that we followed from all over Westeros. Oh, yeah. And they've somehow managed to bungle their way all together. And now they have to trust each other and go out into the to, into the frozen north there. And they're going to try to wrangle themselves up a White Walker. Now, an interesting fact I read from Fantasier this morning, which I'm hoping they're going to honor, is that there is no kill limit on White Walkers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay. This, this may drastically change what's going on hey, well, in our draft next week. Absolutely. I mean, I know you got your boy Jon Snow up there, but I have a <laughs> feel, I, I'm pretty sure a good handful of those other cats, I, I have those under oh, my I, belt. So. Yeah, I know you got the hound. I know yeah. he's going to crack some freaking skulls, yeah. so that'll be pretty nice. But again, I think I'm on point with, I think... Uh, the Valerian steel, I think I've got on my side. So. That's true. Yeah. Well, like we don't really know if the dragon glass has been tempered yet, or if, if mm-hmm. John, I, w- I would think being that John was like, "Hey, we need to get this," that he would take at least a couple pieces with him. Yeah. But same thing. That's what I thought Gendry's role was going to be. I thought he was going to be over there, like you know, putting together some weapons. But he's like, "No, I want to come with you." And I mean. Not that I want to throw out any super spoilers, but I mean, just looking at the the preview for next week, it looks like at some point the Hound wields Gensery's hammer. So we'll have to see what comes of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also the, uh, uh, what's his name, Barrick, the one-eyed yes, guy? Yes, yes. Yeah, he ends up, looks like in the, the preview they were showing, he may set a sword ablaze. Oh, definitely. So Fulfilling we, we, the Lord of Light prophecy. Yeah, yep. we, we might have some pretty cool action next week. We'll have to tune in and see what happens. I know as of right now, at 1195, I've got about a 200-point lead on you. Yes. Uh, and, and you're sitting comfortably at a 980, though. Yeah, so, so it's not going to take much magic use for you to, you know, conquer me there. And considering you got Arya and Bran both yes. rocking the magic, and apparently the Night King's magic don't fucking count because <laughs> I swear he dispelled the warg, but whatever. I would say if this was D and D, that would have definitely been some sense magic right there, or like you said, <laughs> the spell. So yeah. I, I know where you're coming from there, Alban Detail. Nah, but it's yeah, all good though. Like I said, but you know how it is, man. Two hundred points. I mean, that's not too too bad when, especially when we're talking about an, ep, you know, the the last two episodes coming so, oh definitely man. for the yeah, well, season well yeah. we'll have to see what happens considering i got no points for the night king this week no points for drogon and daenerys this week yeah i'm, I'm hoping maybe uh you know my boy Jon snow will will do me proud and run that valerian steel through a whole bunch of people out there and of course jorah's with him yes. so you know maybe he'll recognize his father's sword and very, you know help true. him out you know we'll so we'll see what's up so we'll Abs- see how it goes absolutely man definitely well 
real quick, I just want to mention that uh, aside from uh, Game of Thrones, you know, we wanted to throw a shout out to our boy, woo, Ric Flair, who's uh, going through some medical uh, emergency right now. He was just recently put into a medically uh, induced coma and he had to undergo emergency heart surgery. So um, supposedly he made it out of surgery and he's resting up and getting better. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, like best of luck to him out there. We hope he can come out and, you know, out of that with flying colors. You know it, man. And, you know, like we said, Rick, you know, he's he's been like 16-time, 16-time world champion. So, man, we know he's a fighter. I mean, you just know he ain't going out like that. Yeah, he ain't going out like that, but neither's more or less. The forecast showers heavy at times with occasional thunderstorms today and a high of 89 degrees. I'm staying home, holed up in my apartment the whole day without departing. Chilling is my job and lounging is my department, and I do the gig with distinction. I'm usually out like a postman, rain, sleep, or snow, but this time, yo, I'm in like physicians. Doctor, who is what I'm watching? Brunch is what I'm eating, and very smoothies are what I'm drinking. And hell no, I ain't picking up my phone unless it's a social call. Telemarketers can step the fuck off. They're just wasting airtime like whack radio. Like a daisical is how I act as if I had spare time or a broken leg. And I'm entertained whereby I'm peeping at my neighbors with binoculars concocting a theory that the guy across the way ganked his wife. I might get my girl to check out the shite since I'm not going out. That's the phrase you heard. Call me lazy, call me crazy, but my frame ain't stirred. Yo, I'm not going out. That's the latest word that was told. Play the role of the staying nerd. Yo, I'm not going out. That's the phrase you heard. Call me lazy, call me crazy, but my frame ain't stirred. Yo, I'm not going out. Complicated words for some. Let me put it then in layman's terms. I'm staying home. I wish I had my place set up like Hal Johnson so I could have gear in the walls and start rocking. Shows in my kitchen. A tax write-off I sent off to Neil Smith and you watch online. It's me ripping right next to the fridge and stove got shit sizzling. You take it as a joke. I joke, but who's kidding? I got trout. You just got doubts and keep bitching. Mean girls found a torrent and downloaded it. Facebook alert just sounded, but I'm ignoring it because it's an invite to a party that probably starts at 12 and just stops by two. I don't want to be there to watch cocky guys lose out on scoring with girls and I'm forced to buy brew at a premium price. I might sound like a shrew, but millionaires keep millions by saving the cash and not spending it on you. That's the phrase you heard. Call me lazy, call me crazy, but my frame ain't stirred. Yo, I'm not going out. That's the latest word that was told. Play the role of the staying nerd. Yo, I'm not going out. That's the phrase you heard. Call me lazy, call me crazy, but my frame ain't stirred. Yo, I'm not going out. Complicated words for some. Let me put it then in layman's terms. Because you might get shot. The response to this, a quick poke in the ribs. That's what I get for trying to homeschool. Don't you know? Trying to teach physics in between naps and raps. The occasional back rub and soaks in the bath. Yo, I'm not going out. Why is it? Why is everybody laughing? Going out. 
And that was more or less with Ain't Going Out. Oh, that was a good track right there, huh? Oh, man, definitely. You know, I totally dug that beat. You know what it made me think of El Bandito? The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Well, that definitely <laughs> got in there, too. But, man, like, it made me think of, like, Luke Cage. Yeah, like yeah. the music and stuff that they use for, like, the intro to Luke yeah, Cage. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, I know everyone's getting stoked because, man, the Defenders are out, man. If you haven't caught it yet, man, tune in again to your Netflix, man, and freaking rock out. Absolutely, man. Well, I've been burning through the last bit of uh, Iron Fist there, so I'm still trying to get through it, and maybe we'll have some Defenders talk next week. Oh, you know it, man. But if you guys dug what you heard from more or less, definitely go check him out on Bandcamp, where he just recently released a new beat album called... Big Lunch in Little China. <laughs> I know Party Man Will's going to get a kick out of that one. So. Oh, absolutely, man. Hopefully he'll go download himself some more or less. It was great hearing from more or less right there. And I kind of understand the sentiment of ain't going out because right now seems like the kind of time where I ain't going out. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> Just because man. there's some crazy shit going out on <laughs> in the world out there, you know. And uh, we're going to let you know all about that crazy shit right here in the Podunk News. Oh, man, I know this is your favorite segment, and it's my favorite segment, so I'm going to take it from the top, though, man. Let's do it. Dude, there's a lawsuit in Pennsylvania where a woman is suing Chick-fil-A after apparently finding a dead rodent in her chicken sandwich. Why the fuck would I blow up Chick-fil-A? It's fucking delicious. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, fuck it. Let it ride. Chick-fil-A's too good to go down over one fucking rat. That's fine. (laughs) Oh, you know it. Yeah, there ain't no rats in Chick-fil-A. You know, this reminds me of like a Beavis and Butthead episode. You you know what it it makes me think, though? You're right. Like, it's Chick-fil-A. Like, if this was KFC or McDonald's, I'd be like, yeah, they're fucking rats in there you know but it's chick-fil-a man anywhere where they were like anything you're like hey thank you and they're like oh it's my pleasure oh like, yeah that, that, the thing i have no fucking rats like, have you ever gone here. through a drive through at a chick-fil-a absolutely you know they're like waiting outside they're literally standing out in the heat in florida to take your order from the little thing and get your car yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, if, it's, if it. it's busy and it's and it's too busy they'll do it real fast like that take oh, your you, change and everything oh you know it man and it's like yeah same thing if you're in there sitting down they'll come refill your drink for you yeah i, I just i don't really see like you know them providing the i mean we know we, we did say it's up in pennsylvania yeah you know <laughs> I know some of those uh, areas, you know, around Philadelphia can be a little more rougher. So. Hey, it's city of brotherly love, man. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. Now, what's what's funny is, is like I said, you know, maybe a lot of people don't notice this because like manners kind of go out the window sometimes. I notice, but for me, I say thank you all the time for oh, shit. You know, me too, I always try yeah. to be nice and. That's so cool. Chick-fil-A has like a standing ordinance that they never say you're welcome. They always say it's my pleasure. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Man, well, now over across the pond over in Germany, the police over there are searching for a stolen cooling truck that was filled with tons of chocolate. Uh-oh. <laughs> Supposedly the stolen goods is about $70,000 worth of chocolate. I, I got to say, I, I know a few girls that, that may have been involved in that heist. <laughs> <laughs> what just, kind of chocolate is it? Is it like oh, good chocolate? I think it's just like a, a mix. Like I know I saw something like some sort of eggs and and different. Like you know, I think it's almost like Godiva. You know, like yeah. almost like the Godiva chocolates and stuff. I think it's, it's, like it's probably like, Swiss chocolate. You know, because yeah. the, the, if there's one thing the Swiss love, it's their chocolate and Nazi gold. So it's not surprised <laughs> that it's coming from Germany. <laughs> well, man, I know they're looking for it, so it went somewhere. But man, yeah, as of right now, everyone's just kind of giving that whole. Huh? Kind of look. Well, to take it back over here into the States, man, up in Massachusetts, uh, a 
two foot alligator toy has been scaring was scaring people uh, because they didn't want to cross its plastic path. <laughs> so the police were called and the toy was removed from the roadside. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know down here we're like kind of used to seeing like yeah. you know, alligators and stuff, you know, at least like in our, our waterways and stuff. But it's like, you know, if it's just sitting there, I mean, I don't know if it was like right in the middle of the road or something, but it's like, it ain't bothering you. Just do go, 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 go. I mean, I guess if you have small children and stuff yeah. like that, but it's like, I guess supposedly that this toy looks so realistic that they had to call the police. That's, that's pretty wild, man. You know, but it, it's, it's just, it is, it's one of those things where us down here, we see gators so often, you know, I mean, we used to have that stretch of road, I-75 down there that they oh, uh, yeah. called Alligator Alley because yep. there would just be so many gators all over it. And uh, they finally had to fence the whole thing with, like, you know, fucking just huge fences the whole way just to keep them off the street. Yeah. Because they would just wander out into the road, you know, six and a half foot gator, and they'd lay out there, you know, as they're cold-blooded or whatever. They're oh, trying, absolutely. Trying to warm up. I certainly understand the sentiment of people being scared because oh, yeah. I've, I've heard those kind of joke 911 calls that, like, they're funny, but they weren't a joke when someone called. Yeah. But it'll be some Yankee who came down here, and they're like, "I've got all these gators in my backyard. They're little baby gators. Your mama's gonna come." Yeah, and yeah. when uh, you know animal control comes, it's like those lizards. Yeah, you know? and you're like, Dude, those aren't gonna grow into gators, man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So pe- people are afraid, uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, hey, it never hurts if you know, like I said, if you had small children or or animals yeah, and yeah. stuff, you know, and you want to just make sure. But it was just funny that it turned out to just be a toy. So I'm sure the. <laughs> Police were just like, oh, my God. Yeah, so. But, hey, you know, a little closer to home uh, up in Georgia, a man recently celebrated over the weekend that he became the kale-eating champion. It's nothing to celebrate. I know. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I put it in soups and stuff, but it's definitely not my favorite, like, you know, thing. So, to, look, and it says here that he consumed 25 servings of the leafy vegetable to earn the title. Fuck you. Have you ever read a serving on that? It's probably like two ounces or something. Come on. <laughs> well, I know one thing I heard Al Bandito is that he actually defeated the current holder of the Nathan hot dog eating uh, oh, championship, snap. which he, that particular person was only able to stomach 20 servings. So, okay. So may, maybe bigger. it's like the generic serving of, of food <laughs> championships and not the recommended serving. That's her fucking mice on the back of food when you buy it at the grocery store. Cause I don't know who the fuck thinks that one serving of Reese's peanut butter cups is one cup. Yeah. You can go straight to hell, sir. <laughs> that, that's true. It's true. It's like, come on. Guys. Yeah. You want to talk about one serving? 70k worth of chocolate from germany is about one serving to me <laughs> hey did you just review are you are you the the the, ch- the chocolate burglar <laughs> I, I cannot confirm or deny that report <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know those germans man they're going to be scouring for that chocolate <laughs> Well, uh, I know this would typically be a, a something that Underground Horror Radio would like to announce, but I know this kind of hits me close to home. Uh, recently, it was just announced that the Bill and Ted's Halloween show at Universal Studios, which uh, takes place during Halloween Horror Nights season, uh, it's actually going to be doing its final show this year. Ted, we're dead, dude. No way. This way. 
Oh, man. And Halloween uh, Horror Nights 27. What? Did they say why? Just poor attendance or something? No, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I've gone to this event like for the last 16 years. Really? My first one was was Halloween Horror Nights 10. And I'll, you know, even years where I'm like, I ain't got the money. I can't make it. Somehow I pull some craziness and take out a loan or something and go because that's about how much it costs to go to this goddamn thing now don't get me wrong i love it i love going i love going through haunted houses because it's universal and the shit is like detailed and it Mm -hmm. looks like you just walked onto a movie set because guess what it's universal studios right (laughs) you know but um yeah like you have to buy the express pass because you know what? If not, you're going to be dying waiting in line like a walker, you know, <laughs> kind of just standing there. You know, I want to get to the damn houses and go drink or something, you know. But yes, what was always a great thing was you go to all these houses, you go through the scare zones, and at the end of the night, guess what? You can go check out the Bill and Ted show, which was a lot of fun because they did a lot of pop culture stuff. It was always just great. It was, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I mean, I've been once or twice. Yeah, so you know what and it is. It's was a like. gas. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's got a little bit of scare to it, but it's mostly just fun. Exactly. You know, it's, it's always the current stuff. They'd always mm-hmm. have, be writing a new one each year. You'd never see the same thing. All the yeah, costumes. Yeah, it's very relevant. The dancing was good. I mean, mm-hmm. even for like a musical kind of thing, I mean, most of the time, like, not just the girls, but the guys were also like taking most of their clothes off. And so, so <laughs> from, from both sides, everyone was having a great time. It had... Uh, uh, swearing in it and so, so it was like kind of like that that next level tier adult you know uh, uh, show you know compared to what you'd see during, at Universal Studios during the day but yeah um, I know last year it celebrated its 25th anniversary wow you know so they you know they've done it since pretty much Halloween Horror Nights part two mm-hmm. um, but you know, I guess they're just kind of coming to the thing where, you know, I guess it's time to do the final tour, you know? like Wow, that's like, just wild because, you know, you're always hearing that, like, they're going to make a Bill and Ted 3. Like, that's always on the cusp. So it's like, what's going on? Oh, man, I hear you, man. Now, one shining light, I, I and, and this is just a boil theory here. Like I said, I've been going to this event for a long time, so I kind of... Mm. Uh, kind of understand a little bit of the uh, the workings of it. I have a feeling that they're going to put them to bed, you know, at 27, right? Yeah. It's only a couple more years before the 30th anniversary. Yeah. So I'm thinking at Halloween Horror Nights 30, boom, the revival tour comes <laughs> back, you know, the, the reunion, you know, sure, the sure. reunite of uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted. So, you know, like I said, it will definitely be missed. I want to try to make it. For the you know for the final uh, showing mm-hmm. and uh, but we'll we'll see I mean like I said those ticket prices keep <laughs> going higher and higher each year it gets real scary you know oh absolutely man you know and I guess it's one of those things where you know if it goes away if if you can't make it out there to see it anymore it'll only ever exist in our dreams our deepest darkest blackest dreams and if you want to hear all about black dreams we got Shinobi Ninja coming at you. Cover on the bottle, but you're drinking like water. Water's in your mouth. 
That was Shinobi Ninja with Black Dreams. Oh, man. That's the one thing about Shinobi Ninja, dude, that I really love is like every time you hear one of their songs, it can be so vastly different than the one before. So when you actually get an album of theirs, it's like listening to the radio where you get all sorts of different sounds and different tunes, and but it's all one band that just rocks. You oh, know? you know it, man. I, I felt the same way when I was listening to that track. I was like, you know, we've played a lot of Shinobi Ninja here on the Power Hour, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've definitely heard from people that they enjoy Shinobi Ninja too, you know, like they, somebody's even told me, Hey, you know, I heard that Shinobi Ninja song and I went out and I downloaded it. So people definitely enjoy what they hear. So it's kind of neat for us to introduce them to some of their other eclectic sounds that they have. And being that that's a brand new video that they just put out on YouTube, 
Definitely run out there and check that out too. It's kind of trippy, you know. It's almost like kind of yeah. like, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very psychedelic, man. Absolutely. But uh, it turns out they're going to be playing two big shows in their hometown of Brooklyn over the next few weeks. So make sure to head over to their Facebook page and check out where they're going to be at, so you can see them live if you're up in the NYC. Absolutely, man. Sometimes I wish we were up there, man, to be able to check out some of these cool shows, you know. And same thing, like you know, we see uh, more or less in Word Burglar hanging out there eating those donairs, man. Oh got, yeah, man. Got, I'm, I mean, I'm all for New York, USA, all that, but. Man, I'm, I might have to make a trip up to Canada, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I was even looking up the other day how to make those donairs. I was like, I gotta see, like, I'm gonna make this at home. <laughs> I, I was, I was outside drinking, washing my car the other day, and I was like, I wish it was like 60 degrees outside. <laughs> 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 I go to Canada, it's cold. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, I know something that uh, has been in the buzz lately, man, that, you know, I, I mean, I, I know we've both taken a peek at it, giving it a gander, but let's dig into Rick and Morty. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you you know, you, you came on the show last week with some, some feels for the yes. old show there. You weren't really digging it, and you asked me to take a peek at it. So, you know, we got together after the Thrones last Sunday, yes, yes. and we decided to go ahead and check it out. I was showing you how... Uh, you know, I have that Hulu account that's got all oh, of the. Oh, so uh, cool! Uh, when is Hulu going to start throwing me some money for advertising for so much? This shit? is true, yeah. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you know, big shout out to Hulu. Their their Xbox One app is amazing. It's just gorgeous, man. It so does anyways, look very nice. We checked out some Rick and Morty on that, and yeah, we ran through the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're right, the second one is really good. I think know? that was the strongest so yeah. far. Yeah, it's got the dog in it that they make super <laughs> smart and shit. And like the dream part of it's a little weak, I thought, but I thought the dog part was really good and you kind of needed that what's considered the A story to fit the B story, but the B story was better than the A story, yeah. but you needed the A story to have the B story. So whatever. Sure. But ultimately like, you know, utilizing the dream stuff to overpower the dog and all. It was fun, you know, Snuffles, Snowball. <laughs> that was pretty cool, and you're right, because they, they, it was just interesting all around, you know, yeah. and, and it had some good, you know, uh, one-liners and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like, I mean, I, of course, you know, the uh, blatant, even they say in the episode, blatant Freddy Krueger ripoff, you know, yeah. constantly yelling bitch every time. And that was funny at first, <laughs> but then kind of like, once again, it almost like it's just like beating the same joke over and over again, yeah. which... I definitely, you know, watching a couple more episodes have kind of kind of seen that their main focus on the show is to use a lot of reference material. Well, yeah, definitely with with just looking at the titles of all the episodes in the first season, like every single one of them is a parody of a motion picture. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. fine, but uh, again, considering the characters of your show our parody of um, uh, <laughs> fictional characters in a movie, um, you kind of have to ground us with something. Like, sure. like, what is it that we're supposed to be attached to in the show? So I had a little bit of a hard time kind of finding who I connected with on the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously his family's very bizarre. You know, you don't really hear much about his sister in the first three episodes. His dad, who's voiced by the same actor who voices Cyril on Archer, though, one of my oh. favorite shows, um, I kind of connected with him the best just because I know the voice. Yeah. So I kind of get where he's coming from. And he seems like the most normal. He's just a dad. His wife kind of seems like a super, I don't know, left-wing bitch or something. I don't know what her problem was. <laughs> she was really shitty to him in the first three episodes. But Rick is like a complete asshole. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Great character, but you're not going to relate to him, you no, know? No, and then yeah. Morty's a complete fucking puss, dude. So yeah. I'm like... 
wow, I guess they were like, make him as unlike Marty McFly as possible. So they made him like a bitch ass. Well, it's like, you know, they want to have that moral compass to the guy that just doesn't give a shit. But it's like you said, like, you got to have a certain level of like heroism to him. And I mean, you see the kids survive and stuff like that, like the adventures, but it's just like. I don't know. It just to me, it seems like if someone that was like really into this show, they would almost be like rooting for like bad stuff to happen to that guy. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. And we went ahead and we watched the third episode too, and that was fresh for both of us to check yes. out for the first time. Of course, a big parody of Jurassic Park and Fantastic Voyage kind of mixed yes. together. Yes. Um, but boy, it was like really just boring. Like there wasn't a lot going on. It was kind of predictable because you knew the story to kind of both films. <laughs> So exactly. you knew kind of what was going on. The one funny bit about that's like, you know, he's hooking up with the one girl. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool for like a second. But, you know, there wasn't really just anything going on there that was kind of unique and original and, and, and really stood out to me. I have to say this clip from the second episode is by far like my favorite thing. We're going to play a clip real quick. Jerry, come to rub my face in urine again. No. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, man, once again, going back, like even watching a few more episodes ahead, like that second episode seems to be like the strongest point that I've seen so far with, like you said, maybe it's because, you know, I do like the Freddy Krueger movies and stuff. And of course it was called Lawnmower Dog, you know, yeah. kind of like relating to the Lawnmower Man. Like it, it's, it's all reference, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, and it just kind of, like you said, when you already know all those things and, you know, we were saying earlier, you know, I, at first when I watched this, I was like, well, maybe I'm just getting a little too old. But you're right. Like a lot of the references in this are like stuff that we would know. Yeah. But yeah, people much younger than us wouldn't be getting all the references and stuff in there. Um, But by the same token, it does have that sort of outlandishness that seems more kind of catered towards a younger audience. Yeah. But what's funny is if we try to compare it to something like South Park, we can say when you watch first episode of South Park, it stood on its own two feet. It was a story that wasn't like anything else. But you liked Cartman. He was funny. Because he was a jerk. You know, <laughs> you like Stan because he was kind of the voice of reason. Kyle was kind of that guy that's always fighting with Cartman. And then Kenny's just there to be Kenny and he's just funny. So it's like you kind of connect a little bit with everybody. You get where they're coming from. And all these characters are just so in left field that I'm just like, I don't know who we're supposed to be connecting with or following along in the story. Now, again, you know, we only watched a handful of episodes, you know. Sure. And to me, I really think a show has to find its footing. Even some of the best shows you know, don't have the greatest pilots, you know, they don't have the greatest first couple of episodes, you know. So, hey, you know, I'm willing to give it a couple more episodes to check it out, but I, I, I wasn't really blown away, yeah. you know, it wasn't anything that I was like, wasn't nah, off dude. to a great start. Yeah, I wasn't like, you're totally missing the point, but I, I can definitely <laughs> see this getting better. I can see it having some potential, but pretty much all the stuff that you were bagging on, I'm like, I sort of get it, you know, Rick, yeah. like kind of belching through half the dialogue. <laughs> it's kind of more gross and annoying than like, yeah. like it's not funny at all. Exactly. You know, you're just kind of like, uh, okay. Like you, you know? saying it sounds funny. Like, you know, you would think like in theory, you know, I, I think these guys that put this show together, like they're probably good friends and they have like a friend that does that. And like, you know, like you're like, oh, this would be great. Let's put something like this into the show. Or, you know, maybe it ended up there on accident. Who knows? But either way, like it was like, you know, he's going to do that the whole like, like series. Like, like yeah. really, it's yeah, like, it doesn't just... seem to play well. And he's just got some green slime dripping from his face. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that supposed to represent that? He's drunk. Yeah. I've never in my life seen a drunk person <laughs> with green slime hanging from their face. And kind of like what you said earlier about the comparison with South Park. Like, you know, you said like Cartman is the jerk character, yeah, but he's always like either getting foiled or pretty much being made to feel like, you know, 
he he lost, you know. It's yeah. like where so you're like even though it's like oh it's Cartman, he's the funny one, you know. I want to hear what he has to say. It's like you're never really kind of rooting for him, you know. Like you, I mean, sometimes you are, but you know, it's like <laughs> like it almost like in this show they want you to root for Rick, but it's like I I I don't know. To me, it's just so negative and so like you know oh I don't care about anything and I'm just like oh, I wouldn't care about that yeah well again yeah. I, I don't understand his motivation like, yeah. like what is he doing you know <laughs> like the show sort of revolves around Morty in the sense of like well he got in trouble for not going to school in the first episode and then in the second episode Rick is trying to help him so he can stay out of school get and the like, good grades yeah, yeah do yeah. stuff with him but for what purpose how does yeah. Morty fulfill a role for him <laughs> You know, <laughs> just to go on these adventures. I mean, that, yeah, that seems I, to be the, but it's such a loose plot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and, and guys out here, like, you know, the main thing is, is we've been hearing so much how smart this show is and it's so intelligent and like hitch in all these different fields. And it's like, it's obviously got us talking, but it's like, we, we feel like we're beating our head against the wall on like what we're supposed to be liking. Here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm, I'm more than willing to check out a couple more episodes. It's not like they're very long or anything like no. that, but I really don't think it's found a solid footing yet. And I understand a lot of the comparison between back to the future. And if you want to just straight up say like, there's no reason for Marty to be hanging out with doc Brown and back to the future, <laughs> you're 110% right, you know, but in theory, the original script did have the idea of that, like, he's working for Doc as, like, a part-time job. Sure. They left that out of the movie because you just didn't need it. They were just friends, whatever. Exactly. And, you know, it was the 80s. You didn't need a reason for two people of disparaging ages to be together. But now that it's, like, grandson and grandfather, you're kind of like, okay, well, well, what, what does he need a high school, like, a high yeah. school kid <laughs> hanging yeah. around for you know yeah, exactly like where does that all kind of go like you said it seems to be that yeah, they like if morty was pushing him to be like hey can i work with you so i can make extra money yeah you know then that makes sense of him like getting kind of into bad adventures and in over his head while he's just trying to earn a few bucks yeah you know and rick may be taking advantage of his naivety to send him on missions that he doesn't want to do himself sure but instead it seems like rick is just taking his grandson and having him do crazy banana shit that could probably get him killed for apparently no reason oh yeah man i mean what was the way he's sticking things up his butt and then fucking, yeah you know? i mean but that's the thing i'm expecting to watch it and there's not gonna be a lot <laughs> going on and people are just supposed to laugh at that and i'm kind of like hmm, I, I i don't know i don't see where it's coming from i don't see where it's going but hey you know to each their own i hear this is getting a lot of buzz on 4chan and reddit so apparently they're oh. sitting on two opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> as far as i think reddit is the pro Oh, they love it. Yeah, I mean, they're the they, pro Rick and Morty. They say that, like, you know, as far as, like, logos and stuff go, like, you know, they anytime something, a new episode comes out, like, so many pictures become available, you know, like, it, it literally, like, breaks records every week as far as the Reddit community is concerned. But, you know, that's actually what's drawing the 4chan community away. They kind of have a tendency where something gets too popular for them to be the anti-popular <laughs> as far as how it goes, which, you know, one case is like, it's kind of funny, you know, that they're just like, no, this is too popular now. I don't like it. But another way, you know, it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> same thing. It's almost like these two are made for each other. But, um, yeah, like the whole Reddit community loves it and they will defend uh, Rick and Morty, like almost probably to the death here, where they've come up with this thing called unpopular opinion, 
you know, Reddit users are simply saying, well, you just have an unpopular opinion and we'll agree to disagree. So this guy's some a passive aggressive pussy shit, but whatever. Yeah, it seems like they're almost trying to trump out right, right immediately any kind of like uh, logic or, or something that people would try to be why they don't like Rick and Morty, which I mean, hey, if you don't like it, hey, that's cool. You don't have to like everything. But I mean, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it seems like a real cop out just to be like, oh, well, you just have a unpopular opinion. You know, it's like, really? <laughs> I mean, so yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting on where, where they're... Uh, what, yeah, I'm pretty sure statistically, if you look at a global scale, liking Rick and Morty is going to be the less popular opinion. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure most people are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure you're not going to go to Africa and find a lot of people who've heard of Rick and Morty or give a fuck about it, you know? Oh, absolutely. But either way, you know, we got a lot of comments last week about Senior Bull kind of asking about it, asking me and DC Eric about it. So, you know, we figured we'd take a few minutes to kind of discuss it. And, we, you know, we took the time to watch a couple episodes. Sure. I think yeah, we're we both did. kind of going to give it a couple more just to kind of wrap our head around it. And maybe when we get to the end of the first season, we'll uh, we'll, we'll have to reconvene and kind of shoot yeah. back out there what, what, what our final kind of thoughts on it are. But, yeah, we just wanted to take a moment. We'd like to know what you guys think of the show. If you guys think there's a particular episode that'll pique our fancy or, you know, some point of view that we're somehow missing, we'd love to hear it. Hit us up at our Gmail. We're at powerhouroflove at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page, Instagram, or you can call us on our toll-free love line. It's 1-844-944-LOVE. That's L-O-V-E. And that's open 24-7. Like we said, it's toll-free. You can leave us a message anytime. If you catch us in studio, we'll chat with you and put you right up on the air. So feel free to let us know what you guys like or don't like about Rick and Morty because we would love to hear it. Absolutely, man. But hey, there's a lot of people out there that like it. There's a lot of people that don't like it. We may not be super fans yet, but you know who is? JT Machinima with their Rick and Morty rap. Show me what you got. Oh, no, Rick. The Chrome Yards are back Oh, again. well, Morty, that, that's uncanny. It's almost as if too pathetic as you two guys decided to make their musical tribute to Rick and Morty's adventures, and they couldn't think of a more original way to start this song. What were you talking about? Never mind. This doesn't make Morty any sense. Morty Nancy pulled out back in the hizzy. Oh, my good luck. Oh, my good luck. Put your hands in the air. Morty, Morty, show me a fat bee. You won't get a better, better Rick Sanchez in any dimension. Arrest him. He's got a rap sheet of galactic offenses. None of us were sexual. Everybody consented. I get up in the morning, pull my Morty out of bed. Time for another demented adventure again. Every time we come this close to ending up dead. Remember when we buried ourselves the best with my head? Yeah, that was dark. It's in the past though, Morty. I'm gonna have to ask you to put this in your asshole shortly. No way! I was the victim of a jelly bean predator! This way, Morty. You're just building more character. Man, let's be serious. Your father's off his rock. I've got no regrets, Jerry. But I can't speak for my daughter. Oh my god, this family's such an embarrassment. Nobody asked you, Summer. Come back when you become relevant. You have the formula for dark matter. Hand it to me. Check between my ass cheeks if you if you want the recipe. I'll shock you like a mind fuck. Call it inception. Just like scary Terry. I'm all up in your head, bitch. Oh hi, Jessica! Morty, ignore that chick. You know, Females only have three orifices. Why would anyone ever need any more than that, Rick? Morty, trust me, you're gonna get bored of that quick. Drop some more of that. I gotta go to school, Rick. That's what my parents say. Shut up, Morty. 
you don't have any friends there anyway. Well, at least when I had a kid, I stuck around. You raised them really well. You destroyed the whole fucking town. A sex bot, Morty. That's the best you can do. You needed me to get Jessica interested in you. Well, don't forget, you couldn't make it work out with Unity. Sounds like a job for Mr. Meatsies. Look at me. Look at me. I'm fed up with always getting taken for granted. I should have killed your ass at the festival back on Park Planet. Whoa, Morty. I'm impressed. That was pretty harsh. Sorry, Rick. I gotta lay off the Yummy Yums bars. It's all good, little man. My homies got our back. Bird first is squanchy, even reverse trap. Just a parasite. It's under control. Good job, Rick. Thanks, Mr. Booby Butthole. That was JT Machinima with Rick and Morty rap. <laughs> yeah, that was the perfect song for that show because all it seemed like it was just callbacks to shit from the show you should remember. <laughs> just like how the show is nothing but callbacks from movies you should remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're absolutely right, Al Bandito. Like us watching that, like, of course, there's like bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, I remember when we saw that. But then it's like other stuff. I'm like what the fuck is this talking <laughs> you know? And I mean, I know we're kind of like not in the know, I guess, as far as that goes. Like, cause I mean, it definitely is stuff from the show, but you're right. It's like even stuff they're referencing in the song is like callbacks to, other, you yeah, know. Yeah, but it's like, if there's no context to it, they don't explain it in the song. It doesn't come through in the song, you know? One thing I can definitely say about JT is that, you know, he did all those voices himself. So, I mean, they definitely sound like the characters from the show. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, because he was overdubbing all of the, the vocals for 
the characters to sound like the characters, but also when they put together the animation for the video, like most of the mouth movements were synced up really well. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously it's that kind of, you know, modern day sort of adventure time sort of mouth movements. It's not like super <laughs> difficult to sync up, but still took a lot of effort to, you know, get a five minute video put together like that. Oh, so that absolutely. was really, really pretty impressive. Yeah, so if you guys dug that, definitely go check them out on YouTube. As they said in the song, they have a uh, YouTube store, so you can buy some merch, you know. Definitely go out there and, uh, you know, give them some support. Absolutely, but if you're looking to get out there and give some support to some live events, we're going to tell you where you can do that right now. Oh, yeah, man. You know, this upcoming Saturday, which is August 19th, we have Authority Zero and Supervillains down at Respectable Street Cafe in West Palm Beach. Tickets will run you $14, and it kicks off at 7 p.m. Uh-oh, we might have to get down there and thwart some supervillains. Oh, you know it, man. And I, honestly, I've been hearing a lot of wild stuff's coming to Respectables uh, this <laughs> fall, man. You want to know one uh, show that's coming that I didn't put on the list, but I, we at least have to mention? What's that? The Insane Clown Posse are nice. coming to respect. You've been to Respectables, El Bandito. Really? Right? That's where we went. That. That's where we went and saw Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, gosh. Remember the standing one and the little stage and stuff yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, that that was the place we went to there. So imagine Insane Clown Posse in that place. Wow. <laughs> uh, there might not be a respectable street cafe after that. <laughs> I mean, they've had some big acts in there, but I mean, they just make such a mess. And, you know, I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the aftermath. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. But uh, then uh, on Saturday, August 26th, we have Nirvana, Five Years of Grunge. This is kicking off at the Kelsey Theater in Lake Park. Tickets will run you 12 bucks. It starts at 9 p.m., and the opening act is Treasure Coast Owns Take Warning. Awesome, man. So definitely something to see down there. Make sure to get down there and check it out. That's going to be a nice show. That's a great big uh, sort of venue there. I, I really like it, man. The size is great, very spacious. So definitely one to go down there and see some big acts and really feel comfortable. Yeah, you know, I know back in the day when that was uh, the Kelsey Club, I know ICP played there a few yeah. times. But, I mean, with all the electric and stuff that they have in there now, I doubt they want the uh, Fago slinging <laughs> wicked clowns coming rolling through. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, maybe not. But, again, let us know what you guys think about all the exciting things we've talked about on the show today, from the Draft of Thrones to you know, your favorite old PS2 games to any kind oh, of crazy yeah. news you may have heard to what you think of Rick and Morty. Hit us up on the PowerHourOfLove at gmail.com on our Facebook page via Instagram or give us a call at 1-844-944-LOVE. That's L-O-V-E. It's a 24-hour toll-free number. doesn't cost you anything, and you can leave us a message. Or if you call us, and we're in studio, we'll throw you right up live on the air, and you can join us and let us know all of your dark and personal thoughts. But until you do, we're still going to be here yammering away every Thursday night, 10 p.m., right here on Podunk Radio. Oh, yeah. And for all of our wrestling fans out there, be sure to tune in this weekend to WWE's SummerSlam. We're going to be talking about it on next week's episode, so definitely, if you're a wrestling fan, tune in and be sure to check us out. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, but what happened? Something must have happened. 
not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. <laughs> Consider that a divorce.